Pause. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of the Clutchdown Podcast. This was the second attempt at the intro, as I literally got a text the second I started talking on the previous one, and that kind of ruined it. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. welcome to the episode. How's how's it going, Gav? How's it going, Gav? Gav's recovering. Uh, what, what was it Wednesday today? Um, I'm just about recovered from Sunday, so I'm feeling all right. Yeah, I, d- I don't know about you, but my, my lower back still aches. <laughs> we should probably describe what we're actually talking about first before we... <laughs> it wasn't that trip to Amsterdam. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, so, yeah, so... Uh, um, Gav and I were at the shooting at the the first first of the NFL International Series on Sunday, the Falcons versus the Jags at Wembley Stadium, mm. um, which was a fun experience. The the Jags ended up pulling out the win. Let me pull up the score here. I can't remember what it was. You can't remember the score. Twenty three to seven over the Falcons. It didn't. It wasn't a dominant performance. It was just one of those games where the Falcons never really looked like they were gonna gonna kind of do anything it wasn't like the Jags were incredible consistently throughout the game they just didn't make the mistakes they got the turnovers and they just you know performed better yeah, than the, it, the Falcons it kind of felt like from a neutral's perspective the interception sort of run back for a touchdown came at the wrong time from the professional pr- perspective of Reese mm-hmm. came at a really good time <laughs> yeah so I, I literally so 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 with this we'll, we'll get into to the, the the way that Gavin usually does photography for these games mm-hmm. and he was doing video this year and I'll, I'll give him some time to prep how he felt about that um but yeah so i basically wembley's great so so obviously the the london games that happen one happens at wembley and usually two at tottenham that's usually the way it works wembley's good because you can shoot in a 360 around the entire pitch um not behind the benches you can never shoot behind the benches no matter what game you're in but um Mm. it, it in the end zones it's easy you basically just kneel down behind this like big sort of black sort of plastic fence type thing that sections off the field from the uh the 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 nether yeah, region behind, how would behind, you describe you're, that, you're, that you're, area? Behind, you're behind the you're behind the advertising boarding aren't you yeah, That's yeah. The, the big digital advertising boarding yeah um but but yeah there is that gap isn't there from the end zone that sort of there's like a a grassy never never zone yeah exactly so um, we so we just we just stay stay just behind the nether zone um but basically what happened was i'd i was i was in, in one position sort of closer behind the the goal posts um and then it looked like the the falcons were starting to drive forward so i was like okay i'll shift around to the right side of the pitch instead because then i can kind of follow them and you know get a, a cleaner shot from the right as like, our oh, refs are going to start getting in the way and all this so I don't really fancy that as i was walking over i was like okay i've got a few seconds before the 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 falcons snap the ball so i'll just get this play so i jo- went onto my knees onto this like what only could be described as like a yellow metal grated section that was like covering wires or something and i was like okay this is painful but i'm only going to sit here for one place so it's all good <laughs> that play which I which I just jumped in to get just so happened to be the Williams pick six and the pick six as I started on Desmond Ritter panned over to to where I thought the ball was going to the receiver got in the the center of my frame Williams getting that pick six and then he ran literally straight down the line yeah. directly towards me absolutely which, towards my side of the end zone which was great so we got the entire entire thing which was um you're you're always hoping for that the, the, th- yeah. the, the thing about shooting the NFL is is there is always that kind of like chance like chance that you could you could get up and move at the wrong time because like, you know, he could have thrown the interception left and he ran it all the way down the left side and you're now on the right side and you're shooting across the pitch and the shot just isn't so clean. He just having to throw it straight to that, to that, to that. And it runs straight towards you. It is, it is kind of equal. When it happens, it's amazing. When it doesn't happen, it's so frustrating because you'll go, I was over there five minutes ago. Yeah. So annoying. And it, but, and yeah. And it, it's just, it just, 
it's hard as well because obviously when there's a few of you that are shooting and you're trying to coordinate it, it's like, okay, well, mm. the best thing that you can do is just go one like either side of the end zone. But mm. then sometimes there's like almost three of you across that thing. You're like, okay, well, which side do I go? Okay, I'll just favor the left side. And it's like it happened to me. Like the, the Jags had a great drive going. And I was like, okay, well, it's pointless me shooting from the opposite end zone. So I'm just going to wander down and, you know, see what I can get. Um, they threw that touchdown the touchdown to Calvin Ridley happened on the opposite side of the end zone to where I was. So I got yeah. it, but it just wasn't clean. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's fine. And then the next touchdown um, was the Drake London one, where the Ridder to London one, which you got really clean on your phone, didn't you? Yeah. Um, like literally yeah. dead on perfect. And I, again, got that, but from the other side of the end zone. So yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just hitting every game. You're hoping you get at least one or two like good plays. That yeah. Come to you, I mean, but, the, yeah. the actual, the actual interception run back, I was literally crouched down in that corner for about 10 minutes, but what we were kind of doing that round Robin thing and when when you came back to the end zone I was like oh you know what Reese is down here they're going that way I may as well be the guy that goes up and I'll sort of rommel you know our teammate guy he'll have one in the corner and then he runs it back but that's the whole point of having a, having it working as a team isn't it you hopefully between the three of you one of you gets it and that's and to be fair I'd say like we haven't really discussed that but I think we did pretty well with that because every yeah. time there was a big play I think the, the only play that none of us really focused on was at the end because there's it between the two minute warning and like end of end of regulation you basically are getting ready to run onto the pitch and you all have different <laughs> assignments all three of us have a different assignment of what player we need to try and get a like we get asked him and talk to him and say oh hi do you mind doing a little selfie video for like nfl uk or nfl socials and you have to do that but you all are kind of we almost assigned the player to ourselves yeah as to try to shoot the game whilst also trying to be in the position for that because yep. obviously if it's uh like my the player that i was like i'll just go get trevor lawrence but obviously mm. he gets swamped the second you're on the field yep. so you're just like okay well i need to be in the perfect position and something the only play we really missed was the it was the fumble recovery at the end which kind of yeah. basically ended the game but but yeah, besides I, that, we got. I think we I, got everything. I I chose I chose Christian Kirk because uh, I found him very recognisable, uh, and he happened to be the player that literally I ran I ran on the pitch. I find Christian Kirk, and he's being led off by his media uh, representative to go and do an interview off the pitch. So I literally walked straight off the pitch. That was it. I didn't get. I literally didn't get anything on the pitch because I'm like I'm following Christian Kirk. I'm going to stand there. He's doing an interview on BBC, and I'm just standing there watching him like a stalker. <laughs> waiting. See on the corner of his come, eye. Come to me, Christian. This strange man who's watching me. <laughs> Gavin, Gavin, it's it's two a.m. You've got your video. You've got your phone interview. No, no, please no, leave no, me no, alone. I'll, I'll get to. I'll no, get no, it when Christian. you're done with the interview. <laughs> I, I, I'm Christian. I'm committed. To you're Christian. Christian. <laughs> I'm Christian. I'm committed to Christian. There you go. There you go. Nice religious there part of the episode. I, Beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was it was it was a good game. Um wasn't the most exciting, was it? It wasn't a ton of red zone action. Uh, and I think because because the Jags kind of the Jags kind of walked out to a pretty decent lead early on and the Falcons weren't really doing it. So that, that kind of combination just made it, it I think the Jags always it kind of kind of felt like a boxing match where they just the jab was working. Yeah. And they just kept they kept them at a distance the whole game. So we never really you know, there was there was a moment, I think, when the Falcons actually probably no, maybe maybe later than the inception, but there were moments when you were thinking if the Falcons can just put a good drive together, when it's thinking when it was like seventeen seven. You were just thinking if they could just put a good drive together here, get get a touchdown, we we got a game on. And it just never happened. Yeah, yeah, it, it it begs that question of you know Arthur Smith is in what his second season, the second or third season now. I think it's his third. Um, mm. you know, it begs the question: Is he good enough as a coach? It begs the question: You know, is Desmond Ritter, a you know the the rightful start for the Falcons? I don't necessarily think he is. I I think in that game there, and I think in games pre previously, we've seen that he can make good plays, but also he struggles as well. Um, and mm. you know, I th I think that was part of the the story of that game. He had two interceptions in the end, what one or two fumbles in the end, and yeah, you know, when when you've got the talent that they have on offense, when you've got you know a generation 
generational running back, generational tight end. You've then got Drake London, who was a first-round pick as wide receiver and all that. You kind of should at least be able to move the ball decently on offense. And, yeah, yeah. they've got some solid yeah. backups there. They've got, um, was it Mac Hollins, who had a pretty good year with the Raiders last year. Um, you've got, who else have you got on that team in that wide receiver core? But, but anyway, even in, the, in, even in the running back room, you've also got Tyler Algier, who had a 1,000 yards last year as a rookie. You've got Patterson, who hasn't really played recently because of injury. But you've got a lot of offensive pieces that should, re- in, in theory, should be doing quite a lot, but they're just Robinson. not. Yeah. Um, Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's because I said Bijan rather than saying Robinson. Oh, Bijan. I sort of jumped jumped between Bijan and Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. But obviously that. And I think to be fair that like in terms of the plays that I shot in that game, it was more of like a a, a Bijan Robinson like highlight reel Mm, in the end. Yeah. I think I got about five or six plays of him just breaking off or making like a one hand catch or all that. And it was like, okay, I I don't know what they would be doing if he wasn't making these catches. But yeah, I I think the, um, you know, moving into the next game, uh, Jags versus Bills this Sunday should hopefully be a bit of a better game. You've got the Jags who, you know, both playoff teams from last season. Jags just coming off their first win. They've been in London for a week already, so they're acclimatised. Bills coming off a big win against the Dolphins. They look like arguably the best team in the AFC, if not the NFL full stop. Mm. But you never know with the Bills. So I think we're probably going to get hopefully a bit of a bit of a better better matchup on well, Sunday. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, going by last uh, by, by the Bill score this weekend, which I know you're going to get into. Um, yeah, let, let's kind of hope it doesn't go the other way for the Jags and and they're out of the game. Yeah, it, yeah, you don't want to go from you know more of a defensive game twenty three seven score to then you know the Bills up by like thirty points. Like you know, it might be good for us because at least we have more opportunities to shoot touchdowns. But it's definitely not good. We always want we've we've I think the last like this is the third year I've been doing this. I know you've been doing it for a lot 12, longer. Twelve thousand years. Twelve thousand years since since they used to you know play with since, actual since, pigskin. Since you were running around in little shorts. Yes. Four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> when I was one of the cheerleaders. I was I was what what is known as a freelance cheerleader. I would just join any team that was playing. <laughs> I knew yeah. I recognised you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And your pom poms. Yeah, your pom poms. That's what you called them. Hey. hey. Um, yeah, where, <laughs> yes. where were we? Bills. <laughs> bills, bulls. So, bills, but yeah, actually, bulls. I, I think I did. I did say to you. I did say to you. I guess. I guess your your big thing this weekend will try and will be getting some Allen on Allen action, won't it? Yes, that 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 is um, that my self appointed brief that I've given myself <laughs> for the weekend. Allen on Allen action. They said, yeah, there was a big list of things that I needed to do, and that one was crossed out by multiple NFL teams, and I just circled it. So that's that's what I'm focusing on. Um, yeah, no, I'm lo- looking forward to that game though. I think looking forward to shooting a Tottenham again. Uh, got a new new lens that I'm going to work work with, which I'm not going to go into detail about because that's, it's not that kind of podcast. yeah. It's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, we're more anecd- anecdotal about our shooting of the games rather than going into the nitty gritty of the technical didn't we? side. Didn't we? Um, but yeah, I think talking about Desmond Ritter and then obviously Trevor Lawrence and the, one of the one of the two Josh Allen's in the league. Uh, when you when you start to get a bit further into the season, you know teams have started the season with new quarterbacks or you know guys that have only played a few games or whatever, and then they're going into a season where they're they're a you know a full fledged starter. You start to sort of see the the wood from the the trees when it gets to this point of the season. It's not a full description and a full representation of what's happening there's anomalies but i think that we've we're in a in a good situation to kind of talk about quarterbacks and team expectations and all that so far because like you said i think when it comes to josh allen sort of started off the season not so good felt like he was going straight from where he was in the the playoffs and 
that sort of touchdown, but also turnover machine, unfortunately, mm. that seems to be happening. I think in the, since he's come to the league, he leads the NFL in touchdowns by quite a considerable amount, but also leads the NFL in turnovers by quite a considerable amount, which yeah. is kind of a weird, weird stat line. Um, and I think if the Bills had won a Super Bowl in that time, you necessarily wouldn't mind so much. But yeah, yeah. But I think you go into Sunday like he's he's been one of the the sort of hot players so far. Patrick Mahomes hasn't looked you know awful, but hasn't looked amazing so far. I think mm. you know him and considering his receiving room and all that, I think he's he's doing the best he can, and the Chiefs are still doing well. I think mm. the Bills are doing incredibly well, and I think the the quarterback of that top three that usually you know the AFC is up there is and and not really performing anywhere near the sort of were performing the last couple of seasons is Joe Burrow with the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, it's just not happening, is it? Yeah, no. I, it, I think after that first win, you kind of thought, oh, here we go. Yeah, it, it, I mean, they didn't exactly look incredible in that win against the Rams. It wasn't like they, they looked, you know, like it wasn't like, oh, the Bengals are back. You did yeah. kind of go, okay, these they, they look improved, but they don't look great. Um, and then obviously they go into to this weekend and lose twenty seven three to the the, the uh, yeah, Titans. I, I, I just think I just think with some franchises when they have that quarterback and they have that sort of like consistency, you just even if they even if they start poorly, you just kind of you know it's almost like um, sort of metronomic, isn't it? You just think, oh, here we go. They've won a game. They're going to get on a bit of a run now, and everything's going to be fine. And yeah, it's, it's that that was that was quite a surprise that scoreline. The thing is, I'm I'm not necessarily that surprised. I did think they would win, but I think that what what's happening um, here is I think they're underselling that injury to Joe Burrow's calf quite considerably. Right. You know, he he came off, he didn't play in a single preseason game because he was mm. you know rehabbing that. He was obviously back week one, didn't look great week one. You know, was massaging it with that weird sort of shake weight massager thing that they use in the NFL um, throughout the last couple of weeks. And I just think that he just he's just injured. And right. I think that they're just are completely underplaying it. And that's why. And I think in the NFL this happens where you look at the stat line and you go, okay, well, Joe Burrow's not playing anywhere near as good mm. as he was last season. But then you go, okay, but there's it looks like there's an injury there. And the second you've got an injury, it's different with, you know, you look at Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs last season. He obviously injured his ankle in the first round of the playoffs and then he had two games. In yeah. your head, you can go, okay, well, I can... I can still I can to stick this out for two games, knowing that at the end of those two games, I can then at least rest for an entire off season. Mm. With this, you got Joe Burrow going, okay, I've got all this pressure on me. I've got an entire season to play before I can rehab this properly. Yeah. This franchise is completely relying on me, um, and I just don't think I think that's why they're just not able to get it done. I don't I don't think it's anything more complicated than he's just not healthy and just not in a place to to play at his usual <clears throat> level. Yeah, I suppose the question I suppose the question is how long how long. How long do you keep going with that scenario? Because are you making the injury worse if and you and you're not winning? So is it is it worth it? Is it is it does it get to the point where perhaps you get to the point where you go, okay, we're we're like I don't know one and five, you know, maybe we maybe we take him out. I don't know. I think I think that's I think that wouldn't be surprising. Like we look at the next couple of games. They've got the Cardinals who have been, you know. Not awful this season. They still haven't got Kyler Murray back, but they haven't been dreadful this season. They've been competitive in some games and mm. not so much in others, and one in one particular. Um, and, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, so, so I can see, you know, this is a winnable game for the Bengals, even with an injured Joe Burrow. But then you go on to a string of quite stressful games. You've got the Seahawks, yeah. you've got the 49ers, you've got the Bills, the Texans, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Jags. You've got a, a horrific slate of games in terms yeah. of competitive teams. Um I, I think I can see it, you know, if you look at them now, this let's say they go to two and three after winning against the Cardinals, two and four against the Seahawks, two and five against the, the 49ers. I reckon by week eight, I can see them, uh, you know, taking Joe Burrow out and giving him the chance to, to rest because they're 
two yeah. and six. Yeah. I just I just can't see. It's hard because it's not like they've got a young quarterback or a young situation behind him who could just, you know, his job bar is obviously the starter after signing that big contract, but it's not like they've yeah. got anyone that can at least develop behind or at least develop into, you know, a good quarterback whilst mm. he's there. So they've got a couple of options, you know, in, in case of injuries. And I think that's the problem. <laughs> they're trying to claw, you know, they know they're still in their Super Bowl window, but they just can't do much when their quarterback is kind of obviously yeah, injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so um, looking at, so looking at past Joe Burrow, who else do you think perhaps, I mean, okay, Joe Burrow may be playing injured, but who else do you think is not really having a se- having the season that you, they kind of expected to have? Would you like, like Daniel Jones, do you think? Is it, I mean, I can't, it's not obviously not all his fault, but. Oh, well, I mean, the, when I look at Daniel Jones and, you know, in almost every game I've watched of him, like, yeah, he's made some boneheaded decisions, but when you get sacked, was that, was that a sneeze or was that? Was, that was the dog. Oh, I was, I was like, it sounds like a dog or a sneeze. Oh, he's just like put him up on the couch to stop him walking around constantly. And then he just spent the whole time scratching. Shut up. Oh, I see. And that, that brings us to the next part of the episode, which is the game called Dog or Sneeze. So, Flynn, really? Shut up. Hang on, hang on. Let me, let me, let me just, uh, let me just um, deal with the dog. Think, think, yeah, you think about where we're going with this, and I'll just go and put this dog somewhere. <laughs> just plus, somewhere. Plus, somewhere. Plus, plus, honestly, for the last five minutes, I've been dealing with the fact that I let my foot go numb. <laughs> so I've been trying to get some like some feeling back. I'm, I'm back in two this seconds. is all staying in. <laughs> So, so your question Daniel, to to me, yeah, was basically Jones who's been underperforming and all yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think Daniel Jones, like I said, has, has kind of made some boneheaded decisions, but also when you're getting sacked eleven times in one game, you, there's not <laughs> a lot. That's you can, not it's all just, his fault. Yeah, it? it's been a you know a kind of a through line with the Giants the last few seasons that their O line has been, you know, horrific. Um, and I think that's what's showing this season. Like mm. he was just, I, I watched the the highlights of that game from Monday night, and it, you just were like, I feel sorry for the guy. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. know, he's he's earning his contract just by the hits that he's taking. It like, almost feels ridiculous. It almost feel, feels wrong to criticise, doesn't it, when someone's getting beaten like that? Yeah, I mean, when you when you look at the the you know the sack numbers of the season so far. Um, Sam Howell has been sacked the most. So I think arguably Sam Howell is probably, you know, probably exceeding expectations so far this season. Uh, Mm. Daniel Jones, second most. And yeah. I think, do you you think there's like uh, several quarterbacks under, under pressure? I mean, every season... Every season you'll get to the point where you feel like a bunch of teams need a quarterback. It always it always happens, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, you think like uh, uh, like I know I'm not necessarily saying it's Daniel Jones' fault, but how many, it gets to that point, doesn't it, when you start to go, okay, it's it, maybe it's never going to happen for Daniel Jones. Mac 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 Jones, uh, uh, Zach Wilson. Um, you know, you start to kind of like look at these guys and kind of go, how much longer have they got before their team start looking? I think we actually had a chat, didn't we, the other day about how. It's it, the worst thing can be when a team kind of keeps sort of settling in that middle wind, middle sort of like their their first pick is like the fifteenth pick, yeah, and they never get an opportunity to go and get a top quarterback, so they keep going with whoever they've got. And I think there's a, there's a few teams probably in that bracket. Yeah, I I think um, I think what what I was gonna say I've lost what I was gonna say, so I'll say the other thing I was gonna say, which was <laughs> about one of the teams that I don't feel like has to worry about that, which is an interesting story, which is Justin Fields. Oh, okay. I, I I think that because currently it looks like the the um the Bears are going to have basically the number one and number two overall picks next year, <laughs> a, a, as it stands at the moment. That almost um, feels that that must almost feel as good as winning the Super Bowl. It it must you know like, it's so much, fans, and it's it easier to do. Well, well let's let's face it, it, it exactly. It's like it gets to the end of the season. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't expect us to win the Super Bowl, but there will be and with the twenty first pick for the for, for the Bears. It's like oh, I can't I can't wait until April. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's yeah. I I do feel like I feel like you know 
the 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 play calling and the O line still isn't fantastic in Chicago, but I do feel like Fields could be doing more. I don't feel like his decision making's developed, and that might be down to you know his ability to play in the NFL. It might be down to coaching or whatever, but it's just mm. kind of what I've noticed is he just doesn't see the open receivers on the field. And the Bears weirdly are in a good position because you've obviously got Caleb Williams, um, who kind of looks like the the number one overall pick for for next year, or potentially Shadur Sanders from Colorado, and so on. So there's guys there, the top quarterbacks that could be could be taken and you know i i would kind of the, the ideal situation i think for chicago would be that um Iberfus, the coach gets fired i think if they lose on thursday i'd be very surprised if he doesn't um fields either gets a a new coach similar to what happened with the jags and doug peterson and um trevor lawrence or alternatively um there's a new coach that comes into uh, chicago after Iberfus gets fired and fields gets traded to a team where he can actually develop and then the Bears still get their, you know, number one and number two overall picks next year, but actually get a good coach and Fields get this, the chance for a fresh start somewhere else. Because I feel like part of it's on him, but also he hasn't really had an opportunity to even t- develop. But I think that Matt Eberflus is just not good enough to develop him. Yeah, I, I guess I guess um, the NFL must be littered through its history with quarterbacks. You just kind of look back at their career and go, I was for five years, I was playing for the Browns from, yeah. from, from like 2010. Uh, Joe, I was—I can't remember his name. as a quarterback. He was—he uh, was—he was Brown's quarterback. I would remember get a photo of him and uh, down the down the side down the sort of sideline, waiting to go on the pitch. So I looked across, and he had like that thousand-yard stare, a, a broken <laughs> oh, man. I've got to do this again. Exactly where the game was at the end, and he just had look—he just had that defeated looks. Like, oh god, this is awful. And again, yeah. So Fields, maybe yeah, in a different in a in a different uh, system, a different team, maybe he does something. Yeah, I think he's got he's got such raw talent. Who, but who, yeah. who, I mean, who would you take, Fields or or, or um, Howell? Um, oh well, Fields. I, I think I think to be honest, if Fields went to Washington, I think he'd be sublime. You've got Eric Bieniemy yeah. there. You've got a um, uh, fantastic coach in Rivera who can you know develop young guys and has worked with various quarterbacks. I think you know it'd be the ideal situation. And I think you know on pure raw talent level, he's obviously got a lot more than Sam Howell, uh, mm. just because of from his you know um, athleticism and all that. Like nothing on Sam Howell is just a fact. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something to, to monitor. I think Thursday's game is quite an interesting situation for the Bears, and yeah, will kind of set the precedent for the rest of their their season. Um, and I think the, the thing is talking about, you know, underperformers like Mac Jones and um, Daniel Jones and basically any person with the second name Jones seems to not be very good at quarterback. Um, any others? No, just just that. Yeah. But I, I think the thing is, the way you look at it is, remember, obviously, Joe Burrow's season where he made the Super Bowl, their own line was horrific. And he mm. still, you know, they had amazing receivers, but he still managed to, you know, pull it out. And I think that showed his talent. And I think this yeah. is why it's so obvious that he's so injured at the moment. Um, I think that, you know, it, there's an element of obviously Daniel Jones and Mac Jones getting sacked a lot, not having the best O-line and not being the best situation. But I also <laughs> think that those top quarterbacks can at least do more for their teams and can at least, you know, put your teams in some kind of, you know, average situation to win a game rather That's, than just turn it over. It's been my constant criticism of that Prescott, isn't it? Yeah. It, 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 like, like when it feels like in games where things maybe don't go right, he doesn't step up and win that game. Yeah. I think that's the point, isn't it? Joe Burrow, when things weren't going ideal, he still managed to step up and win that game. Um, and that's the difference between the best and the not best. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think that's very true. Uh, I've got a, a note here which says Gavin wants to talk about Taylor Swift. Yes. yes. Uh, have you have you noticed that Taylor Swift has been at some of the games? Um, I, I haven't. I've been, you know, I follow a lot of NFL pages. Was, like, do you know I don't think anyone's mentioned her. It, no one's mentioned it. The best the best bit, wasn't it, was was when the uh, was when the, the network sort of talked about Taylor Swift being there, literally ignoring Ryan Reynolds. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, and, and actually, there's, there's this really, there's this really funny sort of thing on on TikTok about some uh, about guys basically sort of flipping it to be oh, like, yeah, oh, trend, you know, this yeah. this could this could be really good for Taylor Swift. It's like, you know, and, then, and the girls like what? And they're like, well, you know, she's getting really good sort of really good airtime. That could be really good <laughs> for her career. And these girls are like, who the hell is Travis Kelsey? <laughs> they're like, what? Uh, yeah, oh, it is, it is fun. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But these are, of course, the times we live in where so, social media and content, as we know full well, yeah. is um, is everything. So anything that gets the NFL good airtime, they're going to take it. And obviously, Taylor Swift turned up at games, bearing in mind that, you know, she's probably taken Ed Sheeran's baton as the, the pop idol of 2023. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is making the headlines for right or wrong. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, it's one of those things, you know, it's like, <laughs> I get it, I understand. Of course, it brings you engagement. Of course, it brings you all that. Yeah, Doesn't yeah, mean yeah. I have to like it. It's no, so no, annoying. No. No. <laughs> so, oh, 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 yeah, it's ridiculous. It was, I think the worst thing was, the, the worst thing was, was in the Chiefs game the other day, Pacheco had that incredible rush touchdown and then was obviously celebrating. And then you cut to Taylor Swift. And I was like, mm. I, I, I want to see the dude who's just... Yeah. off a run get like i think that's where it gets a bit too far all right okay okay i'll, get, I'll give you before we move on from this i'll give you this which one would you go for uh endless uh cut shots of taylor swift celebrating or watching a game done in the toy story world <laughs> toy story world all day that was awesome <laughs> I, I, ge- genuinely... to, I was literally supposed to say to you before we start we have to mention the toy story thing but oh my god so oh, i watched a whole season Genuinely, yeah, I, 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 there was a high, someone posted a highlight video from just, it the in, other day. In case anyone it was so good. Did, like, just in case anyone didn't see it, they, they literally did the real time. They took it, it was the Jags Falcons, wasn't it? They yeah, took, and they, took, they, they took it real time and converted it to Toy Story. Yeah, like in Andy's room. Yeah, it's just brilliant. It was yeah. genius. It was like as a. It was so like you know the perfect way to get kids into the sport yeah like it was just completely perfect but also as a like adult who's a fan of the sport watching it and also just from like a technical point of view yeah. i was just in yeah. awe of the whole thing and how they did it and it was like the the genuine like rendering of the game in real time was just incredible like it was okay. just it was just incredible are they doing it again i don't know there's not been any other announcement um but i mean it looks like the the reactions to it were incredibly you know mm. incredibly po- positive the only thing i found disappointing with it is uh, when there was the the interception and he ran it back i looked in the the end zone to see if i was one of those toy story characters and i was just sort of a, <laughs> a cassette tape lying on the floor so um i think in the future they just need to animate the, the videographers as well that, that, that being said i did wake up and uh, check my check my fur and they have written andy on my trainer which is quite nice <laughs> that was me when you you passed oh. out during the game from tiredness the other day you know when you passed out next to the field and i put that blanket over you (laughs) that's my boy leave him alone i'll pick him up later oh yeah you say that but before you know i'll be under the bed oh yeah oh yeah 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 i almost almost made a woody gag then but you know i'll step away from it that means i don't have to cut as much if you if you're able to able to refrain another episode where we talk about reese's woody yeah (laughs) leave for this guy Reach for the dead jokes. Reach for the dead jokes. Uh, where were we? Were we, uh, well, talk, were we talking about American football still? We were talking about American football. I think yeah, we've ra- wrapped it up kind of nicely there. Um, yes. And yeah, yeah. I, I think that the, you the one. You thing, haven't gone through the scores. I haven't gone through the scores. Um, <laughs> I, I think. You should. Yeah. Actually, I, just before, right before we move on, you're going to do the scores. Did you see what happened when um when they were moving the ball forward or back? Slinky. 
Oh, was so on the side. Slinky was backing it up. Slinky was, yeah, so he was backing it up. So if you like penalty, they went from 1 and 10 to 1 and 15. Slinky would back up it. It's brilliant. I love that. It was, anyway, it was so good. Let's yeah, do the so scores. Good. Should do the scores. Mm. I mean, because we started talking about the London game, first of all, it kind of, that was the, the important news in our lives of the last week. We kind of forgot about the scores. But Definitely. it's it's a perfect time because we'll recap the scores and then go into our, our predictions for the mm. game, a few games of week five. So yes. kicking things off, uh, week four kicked off with the Lions against the Packers divisional matchup. The Lions won that convincingly 34 to 20 over the Packers uh moving into the slate of games on Sunday obviously the Jags won over the Falcons 23 to 7 in the end Dolphins against the Bills the Bills took over and destroyed the Dolphins basically 48 to 20 in a sort of very very incredible win there Ooh. Vikings got the first win of the season against the Panthers in a in a close game in the end 21 to 13 Broncos and Bears the uh the, the slugfest in the end that turned out to be quite a good game. The Bears were up, what, 28-7 at one point? And then managed yeah. to, on a, a questionable fourth down call, a fourth down and one where they decided to run it, the, the Broncos got the ball back, uh, made a 21-point comeback and then ended up winning 31-28 over them to get their first win of the season. Ravens at Browns. Browns didn't have Deshaun Watson. He was out for this game. Ravens won 28-3 over the Browns. Then Steelers against the Texans. The Texans looking very good with CJ Stroud. Mm. An incredible sort of historic start to his, his quarterback in career. So he won 30-6 over the Steelers. Then in overtime, the Rams beat the Colts 29-23 on Puka Nakur, who's kind of been the unsung hero of the league so far. Uh, his first touchdown of the, uh, of the year and of his um, career. Bucks beat the Saints convincingly, twenty-six to nine, behind Baker Mayfield. They're looking sort of a big, like a big team in that division so far, and sort of the clear front runner right now. Commanders against the Eagles, great division matchup. Went to overtime as well, and the Eagles ended up winning 34-31. Bengals against the Titans, as we've discussed, the Titans won twenty-seven to three over the Bengals. Raiders versus Chargers, close game in the ends. Injuries to Justin Herbert's hand, but looked like he's he's going to be okay to, to play moving forward. It was his non-throwing hand. Raiders started Aiden O'Connell after a Jimmy Garoppolo concussion in the previous game and ended up losing 24-17. to 17. I just burped <laughs> midway through doing that one. I was hoping I could get away with it, but I sounded really sad. You didn't uh, style it out. Yeah, oh well. Um, yeah, so Ra- Raiders lost uh, 17-24 to 24, uh, from the Chargers in that game, moving into the last few games of the weekend. Cowboys won convincingly to bounce back, uh, 38-3 over the Patriots. Patriots, who ended up benching Mac Jones for Bailey Zappi. So that's a story to watch going forward. 49ers destroyed the Cardinals to stay undefeated, 35 to 16. The Chiefs just pipped the Jets with a sort of Zach Wilson's basically best ever performance in the end, mm. 23 to 20. And then, as we discussed, the Giants, uh, from after 11 sacks from the Seahawks, a few turnovers from Daniel Jones, lost 24 to 3 against the Seahawks. Um, I think the first thing to say is is going into uh you know the predictions from from last week basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so the three games that we pr- were predicting were were Jags Falcons, Bills Dolphins, and Bears Broncos. And after week four, you you got two predictions right from week four, and I got one mm-hmm. prediction right. So now you are ahead seven to two, beating me right now in the prediction thing as you did last season as well. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not saying too much. It's very early. Yes. And as per usual, I'm. I think I remember the predictions for last week, but you know, I need you to confirm them before I get too excited. Yeah. So it was J- Jags Falcons. Um, I had Falcons for that, didn't yeah, I? Yeah. Uh, you had Falcons. That was the one game that you you didn't predict right. Yeah, and because then, the other two. Yeah, Dolphins Bills. Obviously, you went Bills. Bears Broncos. I was nearly right with that one, but then obviously the Broncos <laughs> got the comeback, which yeah gave you the points. So yeah, seven to yeah. two right now. I, I just managed to get that extra with the Jags Falcons game. I think there's there wasn't a, a, a mass load of 
of like clear matchups to predict for this weekend. I think that it makes sense to do the ones every time it's a London game. Yep. So I looked at I was like, that, Jags versus Buffalo. Then mm-hmm. Dallas versus San Francisco, playoff rematch. I think yep. it's going to be a good game. Yep. And actually, because everyone in that, that division is two and two, Titans versus Colts, I think is a good one to predict. So, okay. yeah, those are, the, those are the three I think we go with. Um, okay. Jags versus Buffalo. Do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, I'll go first. Yeah. Bills. <laughs> <That dude. laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Um, yeah. Right. It could be wrong. I mean, look, at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, Jags obviously have played in London a lot more and they're comfortable there. Although this is technically an away game for the Jags, even though it's still in London because it's at Tottenham Stadium. Yeah. But uh, to, to, to go against the Bills right now would, would be madness. I mean, the last time the Jags played the uh, the, the Bills, they were under Urban Byron. They won that very, very, very close game in the end. Um, I think it's a hard one because, you know, Head says go Bills, heart says go Jags. I think there's a lot to, you know, a lot to take into account. I think there's the fact that the Jags have already played a game over in London. You know, mm. the Bills are coming over. Um, I feel like the Jags might be more settled, but yeah. Have you have you seen Josh Allen's impression of a Brit? Oh, is it the Tuesday thing? Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what everyone does though now. Tuesday. Get some originality. Do a do a uh, Wednesday. Do a, Mark, do a Mark Corrigan impression, and then and then we'll talk. <laughs> Is that a Kingfisher? Tuesday. What's uh, going sorry. on? I've, um, I've, I've disrupted your thought flow. No, I think I think you know. Um, I, I'm going to say Jags. I'm going to say the Jags. I, I think it's going to be a close close game, a sort of close defensive game. I think the Jags, because they've been in London for a week already, already played yeah. a game and got a win. I feel like this, you know, could be a turning point for them. But then again, they might have just spent the whole week just going to like all those great clubs in London. Mm, you know, they might maybe. be around the London, just just on the London eye, constantly stuck. Yeah, <laughs> going round and round. You know, they could be disorientated. I'm I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say because this is I believe Trevor Lawrence's first return back to Tottenham since he got his first ever win in the NFL. Right. Two years ago it was against the Dolphins. I'm gonna say that there's okay. some good juju there. Okay. Um, not juju Smith Schuster, just some no, good juju. Just some good juju. Okay. Uh, and I think because they've already been here a week as well, you know, they dominated the the Falcons. So I'm gonna take back what I said earlier. They wasn't a dominant performance and say that it was. And I'm gonna <laughs> say that the yeah the Jags take the win over the Bills. Okay. Right. Dallas versus San Francisco. San Francisco. What's your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm, if, if there's, there's not, you know what, right? If there are seven, seven million different alternative universes with different threads, right, where you know everything's like the same people but different things are happening, yeah. there isn't a single one of them where I would choose the Cowboys in this game. Understood. Forty niners. Forty niners. Forty niners. Yeah, I think it's hard to bet against the forty niners right now, and you know, especially you know, you've got the both both performances against the Cardinals. Cardinals destroyed Dallas. Um, and the Cardinals got destroyed by San Francisco. So, yeah. Right. Titans yeah. versus Colts. Good division matchup. I'll let, I'll let you go first on this one. I'm going to go with the... I'm going to go with the Colts, actually. Ooh. I think that... I think the, the Titans are sort of doing the Titany thing, which is, you know, staying competitive, but not really, like, running away um, with their record. I think the Colts have, you know, they beat the Ravens. Just, you know, the Ravens had injuries, but they still had mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Um, they won... Uh, they they lost last week in a in a close game, um, but they're they're not looking bad this season. Um, and I think that yeah, Wait, I think is, Anthony is, Richardson um, looks good. So is, I, yeah, is, is Jonathan Taylor back, or is that that not happening? Yet? He's potential. I'm not sure if he's going to be back in this game. Oh, okay. Um, but he, I think he is back at practice. 
Uh, what does it say? Um, so, yeah, it's a return, return to practice. Yeah, so he could be. He could be back. That could be interesting. But I, th- interesting. I think, yeah, I think irrespective of if he's back or not, um, yeah, I'm going to say the Colts for this one. Okay, uh, I'll go Titans. Mm. Just because uh, I don't want to be different to you. Yeah. Well. There you uh, go. No Titans are, are coming off a coming off a good win. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. The, uh, the so Titans. Why the Why the heck is not? Why the heck not? Why I just went to type in the Tennessee Titans and I did it the opposite way around, but Titans Tennessee. Tennessee Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. Yeah. I mean, the, the Titans are basically one field goal away from being three one instead of two two this season. Yeah. So. Um, and I think the th- every single game that they've put up 27 points in so far, they've won. So I think if they get to 27 points, then there you, there go. you go. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Bob's your uncle. And yeah. Tennessee's your, your favourite drink. There you go. That's the perfect <laughs> note to leave it on. Something as nonsensical as that. Uh, right, yeah, that was good. Uh-huh. Thanks for joining me for another episode. We'll be, we'll be back in next week and we'll I'll chat see, about... Go I'll, on, see, go on. I'll see you Sunday, yeah? You will see me Sunday with your big lens, my big old, big old lens. Um, looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, no, we'll we'll be back again next week, and we'll we'll chat about the experience shooting the uh, second London game. Two out of three, two out of three ain't bad, and then uh, you'll go from there. Right, cool. Follow us on all the socials as usual: Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. I always forget Twitter when I get to this point. My mind just goes blank. And X, X, X. Um, follow us on X at Clutchdown Pod, (laughs) and then we will we will see every week, every week. Every week, I want you to say X, X. aggressively. Okay, okay. So Instagram, TikTok, and X. <laughs> Perfect. See you next week. Mold. <laughs>